Welcome to the You're Doing Great podcast. It's been such a long time since we talked. My name's Caitlin. I'm Megan. And we are so excited to catch up with you guys and share what's been going on in our lives. For me personally, I just applied for graduation this week. And so that means I am done in December. Finally, the time's almost here. Some interesting classes that I'm taking are clinical psychology, narcissism, and family crises. And also, I am applying for internships, so it's exciting to get some real-world experience and finally just get to get out and see what's going on in the world. Narcissism sounds like a very interesting class. I have no idea what that means, but I, it's it kind of scares me, but it, like, <laughs> sounds cool. We just, we sit in the circle, and um, basically, like, over the weekend, we'll read academic journals just explaining what narcissism is and, like, how you can find it. And then we basically just, like, talk about people in class and self-diagnose individuals. Um, but it's fine. We don't use real names, so uh, there's no harm in it. That's super cool. I love that. <laughs> um, so I'm just, I don't know, doing the things. Um, I'm, at the end of this semester, I'll be halfway done with nursing school. So that's insane to me. Um, I am ready to be done, but also I know approximately one thing. So, <laughs> you know gonna keep going I guess but it's super fun because the more we're getting into like the real meat of things and like I get to do like more and more nursing skills so it's really fun it's really exciting and I absolutely love it so I um yeah I love college is fun and it's a good time so uh yeah but um next year I'll be an RA on campus with freshman girls so I'm super excited about that and yeah, I don't know. There's nothing super exciting going on in my life. I'm just taking it day by day, I guess. That's fun. Are you, do, have you, like, done your clinical practice yet? Or is that, like, your last semester? No, so we do clinicals every semester. So, oh, like, wow. this semester, last semester I was in a nursing home. And this semester I'm in a hospital. And then next semester I'll be, like, in a children's hospital. So it all depends on the class you're taking. But, um, yeah, we do stuff every semester, so. Okay, so does the clinical, like, does that count as credit hours, or do you take, is that separate and you take, like, more classes on top of it? No, so, like, the clinical is associated with the class. So, like, the actual class, I think, is, like, four credit hours, and, like, and, like, the clinical is, like, part of the class, so you have to do the clinical experience to, like, pass the class, and you, like, get, like, a grade for it. Wow. So, and we go, like, once a week for, like, six hours. Wow. That's insane. (laughs) Yeah, it is. So, on this week's episode, we're going to be talking about productivity and how sometimes it can turn toxic. So, the definition of toxic productivity or what it is, it's basically the need to constantly do, and it can turn toxic and is often ineffectual and unproductive. So, basically, when you're doing so much and you neglect taking care of yourself and doing things that you need to do to care for yourself as a human being, basically. And so there is this book called Homebody by Rupi Carr, and she talks about what basically toxic productivity is and productivity guilt is. So let me get my poetry reader voice on. (laughs) (laughs) I measure my self-worth by how productive I've been, but no matter how hard I work, I still feel inadequate. Productivity guilt. This one's called Productivity Anxiety. 
I have this productivity anxiety that everyone else is working harder than me and I'm going to be left behind because I'm not working fast enough, long enough, and I'm wasting my time. Productivity is not how much work I do in a day, but how well I balance what I need to stay healthy. Being productive is knowing when to rest. And I feel like she put it in such a perfect way because productivity looks different for everyone else. For me, my personal story is when I was a freshman in college, I was severely depressed. Um, my senior year of high school, I was actually hospitalized because my mental health was so bad. And I went straight into college and I just kept going and pushing through. And for me, sometimes um, it was hard to get out of bed in the morning because the night before I'd be panicking to the point where I was making myself sick. And I'd wake up in the morning, have the same clothes I had on last night, and just go to class. No, and not the same clothes. <laughs> not the sa yes, the same clothes. The clothes that I got sick in, I would wear them to class. And it was, it was bad. And I'd look around and see people, and I'm like, how are they able to go, go, go? And for me, I can't even get myself ready in the mornings, which was definitely, like, a low, a really low point in my life. Yeah. Um, I think, like, college especially, uh, I feel like there's a lot of, like, there's a lot riding on college, um, and college students. Um, I think there's a statistic, uh, that, like, I think, like, 50% of um, college students struggle with their mental health. Um, hang on. I'm going to look it up. Um, mental health statistics. Okay. Um, and, like, there's so much writing on it, um, especially with... Yeah, can you look it up? Yeah. <laughs> um, especially with, like... Like, I go to a private school, and... Like, it's expensive. Like, credit hours are expensive. And, like, semesters, like, I know people, 73% of yeah. students experience some sort of mental health crisis during college. So, if that says anything, that's well over half. Um, and, like, I don't know. It's expensive and there's a lot riding on it. And so, I think people feel like they don't have a choice. Yeah. Um, I know I feel like that. Like, I don't have a choice but to keep going because I'm not paying to redo this semester. Um, and I think it's just, it's, I don't know. There's just so much, like, riding on all of it. And, like, there's just a lot of pressure. And I think that leads to, like, I have to be productive or, like, I'm going to fail. Yeah, I totally understand that. Especially, I feel like, we feel like as college students that we're supposed to get it done in this certain t time frame. And if we don't get it done in that time frame, then we failed. And that's just basically how it's going to be. Yeah. Like, um, so there's another statistic is it takes an average of 52 months to get an undergraduate degree. So, um, how many years is that? Um, <laughs> of four, it says four to six. Oh yeah. So like it takes somewhere around like four to six years. Um, and like I saw a statistic once that it can take like, it takes somewhere around an average of even eight years um, to get just an undergraduate degree. Um, and I think, like, people, like, put a lot of pressure on keeping it in those four years, I think, for the money aspect of things. And just, like, I know for me, like, I almost didn't pass a class last semester. Um, we got cut off. But um, I was saying it. I was going to be behind a semester, and, like, there was a lot of I panicked about it a lot, um, and I think, yeah, there's just a lot of pressure behind it, and it's just, 
you know, it, it takes time for good things to happen. And if it's going to take extra time for you to get your degree and really learn it and know it to be able to do your career better in the future, I think that time's worth it. Yeah, definitely. Because I know me, I found out that I was going to be a semester to a year behind and I flipped out and I tried to jam pack my schedule. And the first day of classes, I was like, yeah, absolutely not. This is not worth it. It's not worth me being stressed out every single day of my life just to graduate on time when it's just, it's not realistic. Yeah. Yeah. I think for other people, I, I don't struggle with this as much, but um, I know, especially if anyone knows the Enneagram, um, that Enneagram threes, I think, struggle with this a lot um, because they get a lot of their worth from their um, work and their productivity. And so, like, Enneagram threes tend to be people that um, feel, uh, like, kind of down when their productivity is down and, like, their, you know, their worth feels down. Um, and so I think that, um, can be harder for some people, um, dealing with, like, it, it can become more toxic for other people. I'm not saying that every Enneagram 3 is gonna have, develop toxic productivity, but, um, I know, like, for some people more than others, like, when you get your worth from your productivity, it, it can become very toxic because you feel like you're you're never enough. You're never doing enough. Um, and that can be, like, so detrimental to your mental health, especially. Um, what was it that you had said about... We were talking earlier and you had said something about, like, high-functioning depression. Oh, yeah. So, if you're... Like, in, like if you have to toxic productivity, that it could be a sign of just high-functioning depression because you're trying to find worth and validation and you're just trying to basically move past that depression and just keep going and going and going, which is something that when I was severely depressed, sometimes I would look forward to going to work because I'd be like, when I'm at work, I literally just don't think of anything and I have to force myself to be there and be present and I just don't have to think of anything else but work. So I would literally jam back to my schedule and if one day I found out like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be home at seven and I don't have to go to bed till nine o'clock and I'd start freaking out because I'm like, what am I gonna do from seven yeah. to nine? And so it was it was bad. I would jam pack my schedule literally till I wake up in the morning until I go to bed at night. Yeah, and I think like um, when you're someone that get some of your worth from your productivity and from your the work that you're putting out um when you are having a hard time so like there's people that can you know kind of function um highly function when they're having a depressive episode but other people when they're going through a depressive episode they like kind of shut down and like really can't produce anything and like can't put out good products because you know, your mental health doesn't really allow for it. Um, and I think that's just a whole nother, a whole nother kind of category because, um, you want to work and you want like to be productive and get things done, but you can't like, you're like, it, it's hard to explain if you haven't been someone that's like actually felt it and dealt yeah. with it. But, um, like you want to get stuff done so desperately, but like the, the thought of even, like, trying to get out of bed or, like, trying to put on new clothes yeah. <laughs> feels, like, literally the most difficult thing in the world. Um, and, yeah, I think that's just a whole nother layer of it, too. Yeah, and I, I sometimes get frustrated when I, like, overhear people when we had this class. I had this class at, it was, like, noon, 
and this girl's like, oh man, um, this like, okay, wait, let me start over. Our class was <laughs> at noon and we got an email from this girl. She's like, I've, I overslept. Is there any way that you guys could send me the notes for, um, the class period? And this girl behind me, she's like, I don't understand how you could oversleep for a noon class when I've been up since four in the morning and I went to the gym, I had a class, I did homework. <laughs> I basically, I basically had my whole entire day before you even like woke up. And I'm like, well, you don't know that girl's like situation. Yeah. What if the whole night before she was having a panic attack and couldn't get herself to fall asleep Yeah. and she just wanted to sleep all day. And yeah. so that's why she overslept. And so I get so annoyed when I overhear people and they're like, oh, I work like 40 hours a week and I go to school full time. And I'm like, well, good for you. I want to live happy and my yeah. stress level is different than your stress level. And so we just need to be aware of other people like them just going to school. That's enough. That's pro mm -hmm. productivity for them because honestly, some people are just trying to stay alive. And it's just as simple as that. Yeah. They're going they're going through it hard and yeah. they just want to stay alive. Um, I think that kind of leads into the, like, different people have different levels and different thresholds for the things they can handle. So, like, I am around people a lot, um, and, like, my friends tend to be people that are go-getters, and they, like, um, you know, strive to get a lot done, and, and they work hard, and, um, you know, being around them, like, motivates me to work hard. Um, and I think at times I've put a lot of pressure on myself to, like, work at the same level they do. Um, and, like, in reality, um, that's just not, like, it's just not gonna happen. Yeah. Um, and I think especially one of my friends, um, said something to me that just was very, um, like, I don't know, it was very freeing for me, and I've said it to a bunch of people since she, she said it to me, but, um, you know, we were talking about something completely different, but she had said, you know, Megan, you really struggle with your mental health. And as someone that also struggles with my mental health, like I can empathize with the fact that you have to work two times as hard for literally yeah. everything. Like, so when you go through something that's difficult, like it takes you even longer to get over something than it would for someone that doesn't struggle with their mental health, because like your brain, like chemically will not let you get through that. Yeah. Um, and so I think that goes to the productivity thing because, um, you know, my brain, my chemical, the chemicals in my brain, like, don't let me, like, function on the same level as other people. Um, and so, like, things that I might find really easy, Caitlin might not find easy, and things that Caitlin no. finds really easy, I don't. Um, and so I think, like, comparison is the thief of joy, is Honestly. said all the time, and, like, you can't compare your level of productivity to someone else's, and I think that's another place where it can get really toxic, because if you're trying to work just as hard as everyone around you, um, like, you... I don't know. I don't even know what I'm trying to say. You can't, like, you can't match everyone else. You yeah. can't compare your productivity to other people's because you may be able to do things they can't do and they can do things you can't do. Yeah. And at the end of the day, like, no one's going to measure up to someone else. And it's just, it's harmful, if anything. It's not helpful at all, mm -hmm. comparing yourself. Um, I was having a conversation with my coworker last night, and I'm very thankful that our jobs, my job, allows me to have mental health days. Like, I can just say, you know, I just need a day for my mental health. And there's no questions asked about it. And me and my friend, we always, we're like, we're texting each other. We're like, we're just taking a mental health day. Yeah. If you need me, you can text me. But that's where I'll be. I'll just be taking care of myself. Yeah. And that's, 
I just love how supportive my work environment is about that. Like, they don't ask questions. They just say, okay, she needs some time. Yeah, which I think it's unfortunate because, like, that's not widely accepted. Like, mental health days are not widely accepted. And so, like, if, you know, my aunt said it in a sermon a little while ago. She said, if if you have a broken arm, no one's going to question whether or not yeah. you, like, can't use your arm because um, you have a cast on it. But if you're you know, having a day where you're having really bad anxiety, like, people don't, like, accept that as an excuse all the time, and I just think that's so, like, that just sucks. Yeah, definitely. So, um, so now we're just going to talk some, about some ways to help you get out of that mindset, mindset, or help a little bit. So, for me personally, I love Google Calendar, Shout out to my friend Mackenzie for that. helping me set up my Google Calendar. <laughs> and I put in, literally, I put in times where I am going to rest. Like, at this moment, I'm going to watch an episode of TV or I'm going to... That sounded weird. I sound like an old lady. Episode <laughs> of TV. I'm going to watch an episode of TV tonight. Or I'll take, like, an hour just to go on a walk and listen to a podcast. Mm-hmm. And if I, like, I literally measure out, okay, at this moment, I'm going to drive home. At this moment, I'm going to rest. Because I can see it. And if I don't see time to rest, then that means I'm doing it all wrong. And that I'm losing the purpose of mm-hmm. the Google Calendar. Yeah. So that's something that I like to use for I myself. I use my Apple Calendar. And I like it a lot because then it'll, like... I have what I call my Apple ecosystem. Um, So, like, I have an iPad and a MacBook and an iPhone. And so, and an Apple Watch. Yikes. I'm a material girl, I guess. Um, (laughs) Apparently. But um, I think the good thing about Apple calendars is um, it'll pop up on my iPad. And then I'll, like, open up my laptop and, oh, there it is again. And then, like, I open my phone and there it is again. And then my watch buzzes and there it is again. And so, like, your Apple calendar does not let, it's not shy. It will let you know many times. Um, so I like that because it's kind of, like, I can't get away from it. Yeah, and, like, the biggest thing, too, about, like, a calendar, setting up a calendar, if one day you find yourself and you're, like we said earlier, not able to get out of bed, do not beat yourself up of, like, oh, I did not follow this schedule Mm -hmm. at all today because the good thing about Google Calendar is you can easily just delete the task for the day. Yeah, (laughs) And you can just cross it out and pretend, like, it's never happened. I'm going to spend my whole day resting, and that's perfectly okay. Yeah, and I think, um... Another important thing to mention is how rest looks different for everyone. Yes. Um, like, for one person, rest may look like laying in bed all day. And, like, for another person, rest may look like going to the gym and, like, taking a, or, like, taking a walk. So, yeah. I think, like, different people just rest in different ways. And um, I think, you know, that also brings up the, like, introverts versus extroverts. Like, some people, like, extroverts get their energy from being around other people, and introverts, like, need to recharge alone. Um, And so I think it's important to, like, really take time to figure out, like, what does this look like for me? Um, And, like, how how can I, like, best take care of myself in this moment? And rest also might look different for you from day to day. So, like, there are days where, like, rest for me looks like staying in bed, and there's days where like rest for me looks like going to the gym or like taking a walk or going on a hike um yeah I just I think it fluctuates with like kind of what you're dealing with at the time yeah and I also think it's important to for ways to help is to have a like a friend um because I know for me when I'll like text my boyfriend and I'll be like I have to do all this stuff today and he's like or you could just rest yeah like you need time to rest and that's okay And so I even set aside a day a week, and my days are Sundays. I will spend Sundays 
like resting to me is like washing my sheets, meal prepping for the mm-hmm. week so that I feel prepared for the week, and then just binge watching TV. That's yeah. a Sunday for me. Yeah, I think it's important, like, if you're someone that really does struggle with the toxic productivity. I keep wanting to say positivity, and it's just (laughs) not right. Um, It's going to be really funny if I said it a couple times. (laughs) Just ignore it. it, Just ignore it. Yeah. Um, But if you're someone that does struggle with it being toxic, um, like, having a day, um, like, my day's Saturday. Like, I do not touch my homework. I do not touch my laptop unless it's, like, to watch Netflix. Like, um, and just, like, really sticking to that and then having people that, like, hold you accountable to that because accountability really is everything. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, this was great, and we kind of went off on some parts. Yeah. That's okay. (laughs) That's okay. We needed to. Yeah, but we love and appreciate you guys, and we're excited for the next episode. So, um, you're doing great. We love you.